Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Non League podcast. And I suppose, first of all, we should say Happy New Year to you all. Uh, hit, sit, recording this on the 3rd of January. So most of you are back to work now, I'd imagine, after the uh, after the lengthy Christmas holidays. And that does include uh, my good friend and my co-host, Mr Matt Gerrard. Um, Matt, you're on the phone now. It's your lunch hour. How excited are you to be back at work? Living the dream wholly, yeah. So uh, day to, well, I've got a day off tomorrow because um, one of my children has gone to school and the other one hasn't, so I'm looking after her tomorrow. So we're uh, two days back and one day off again. But also... Happy New Year to you, John. When do you actually stop saying Happy New Year? Because there's a guy I used to work with, a top bloke, and we every we've got him saying Happy New Year to somebody he hadn't spoken to in March. So what is your aim this year? See anybody you haven't spoken to? Can you go all the way to March by saying Happy New Year? Or do you think that's that too much? That's I used to crack me out when he did. It's ridiculous, but I, I quite like it. I, I'm... Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see his point. I think March is a little bit excessive. Yeah, by the end, he was doing it just again. And when he did it, we just, wee, somebody had spoke to. March is the latest. So, um, yeah, which I thought was quite impressive, really. Um, yeah, so, yeah, if you can do this, it's something you haven't seen for a while. So, you, I know you phone, but anyone might see me next week. But somebody else, would you say in the middle of February, Happy New Year to you? No, I wouldn't. I absolutely wouldn't. When would you stop? Probably next week. Oh, right, that's right, yeah. Probably, when, probably. I suppose everybody goes back to work, probably in schools and everything goes back next Monday, and I presume you're a week into the new year, everybody's forgotten about the, the festivities and the excitement, and it's back to mundane, miserable January. Apart from my mum and dad's parents, but both my parents' birthdays are in January, it's a rubbish month, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's not the best, unless you do have a, a, something to celebrate, to be fair. I mean, it's, it's starting to get even colder, but... At least there's plenty of football, though. Like the FA Cup third round, although it's dead to you once all the Kent non-league teams get knocked out. Couldn't give a monkeys, mate. Couldn't <laughs> give a monkeys. Please say something. I, I, I won't even watch another FA Cup game uh, until the second war, the first qualifying round, when it kicks back in again. And, you know, you'll have all the major um, media organisations picking out what a tournament, a big tournament. Nobody cares, do they? The big boys couldn't give a monkeys about it, so I'm like them. If they can't care, I don't care. What a man you are, Matt. Save some of that nicety for uh, for the radio show on Monday, yeah? Oh yeah, but well, it's, well, it depends. Well, if the jewels get through, we'll have to pick them up. But <laughs> the, the great tournament it is. But if it isn't, they don't. It's um, yeah, it's just well, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's well, basically it's dead when all our Kent sides have gone out, and unfortunately. Non-league side, there's a there's full league side in there, but everybody else has gone out. So um, I, I love when David played Crystal Palace and Huddersfield away. I was loving it, picking up the competition for anybody who could speak. But now, when we're out of it, don't care because that's what it is. So um, they're all going to play the reserves, aren't they? Man, you're like Reading on the telly. What the world's gone mad? Who cares? They have that on every year. They have, they have that on. Every, they all, and Wolves against Liverpool, interesting tie, but not not one I'd pick for the TV. It's, it's you know, it's it's so frustrating when there's so many like you know, big games that I'd rather see. I think every televised tie in the third round should be a, a lower league team at home to a Premier League side, and that's that. There's no, I don't want to see Man United at home to Reading. I don't think I've got the channel to show in that one anyway. But I don't, I don't care about that game. Well, well, there is one. Woken against Watford. Come on, you Hornets, I would say, on that one. That, there you go. That's how much FA Cup uh, nostalgia and joy killing I want. I want the Premier League team to knock out Woken. 
Yeah, you're such a lovely man. I, I still remember Woking's FA Cup run in 1991 very fondly when Tim Bazaglo scored that hat-trick against uh, West Bromwich Albion in their 4-2 win. I guess you probably didn't hate Woking then, so you might have been excited. Uh, I remember watching that. So yeah, yeah, I saw him. Yeah, it was a good hat-trick. Yeah, Brian Talbot, another man I detested because he was manager of Russell and Diamonds and for a while. Well, I didn't test, he just annoyed me as well, so... Well, he got sacked after that game. But yeah, no. Well, yeah, my, my um, not my biggest club, favourite club, Woking. So um, we're never going to get that job, mate. If we only take the Woking job, me and you, I mean, 20 years, I've done our badges. But uh, um, no, no. So come on, Watford. Uh, Woking are doing really well this season, aren't they? And we were, you know, when, when Dover, Dover were in the relegation zone and Woking were going up, you know, I think, oh, God. Yeah, Pie Parson and will be a nightmare after the issues I've had. For some of them before, so yeah, but that's but this is not a Woking Surrey podcast, it's a Kenton League podcast. It is, and do you know what, Matt? It's our 65th episode this week, and when I hear the number 65, do you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of Eiffel 65, uh, the artist behind the seminal early 2000s classic, uh, Blue, as in I'm blue, da ba dee da da da. Do you remember that one? Yeah, it was a dreadful song. I, I only remember... Euro pop in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Not oh. part of my CD... Well, my streaming collection, because nobody writes things to buy CDs anymore, but no, no. No, dreadful. Was that, that the group with Eiffel 66? As in Eiffel Tower, was it? Eiffel 65, as in... 65. As in episode 65. Um, but I, I always remember yeah. it because I was in Spain, and I remember a child who was probably about three or four absolutely murdering it on karaoke and I really hope that that child's mum and dad were filming that and that they regularly play it to that child to utterly humiliate it it must be well in its 20s now and it was it was just the pits it's the sort of thing that you want to, to be played at your wedding by your best man it's, it's that sort of badness oh dear uh, 65 well, well we, some people could retire at 65 but of course not many more anyhow 65 no I think it doesn't, doesn't ring any bells, well, numbers with me, but yeah, we can retire at 65, but I think we're at least going to 70, I think, me and you, mate, to be honest. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, anyway, I, just before I hit record on this, I promised Matt Gerrard some big news, and I'm now going to bring it to Matt Gerrard right now. We've started watching Come Luther. Have you, oh, oh, I was going to mention it. What, from from the, the very start. So oh, we, yeah, start, exactly. we, we yeah, started the, the, watching the, the, it last night. We've watched two episodes back to back. So we've, we've watched the first two and I think we're going to carry on and, and get up to the current day. But is it, is it as good as the start? Because the start's brilliant. Oh, brilliant programme. I, I, I was going to say, if you watched it this, from that, you know, it, it, I, normally we'd catch up the play and these things, but now we're watching it at nine o'clock at, at night, the episodes, and they are unbelievable and Scary as anything, but yeah, what a cool program is! It, you'll love that. How many episodes in total is there? It must be it's four series plus the four in this. It's probably only about fifteen episodes. So you, you by this time next week, you could have not been out of the park, really, to be honest. But no, it's a, it's a very good program, yeah. And uh, Alice is very a very cool character. I was, again, people might not listen to watch uh, watch the list, so you might not be anything. But yeah, if you can get on Luther, he's the coolest man in the world. And it's a really good programme. So I'm looking forward to watching that tonight, John. Episode three of the four-part thing. And I'll be a bit disappointed if it goes. But they'll bring it back because it's such a cool, cool programme and he is the coolest man in the world. It was quite funny because we uh, we texted one of uh, Hayley's friends and said, 
look, we're thinking of watching Luther. Should we just start tonight or should we watch back? And she said, no, it's all about Alice. And she, cause she killed her mum and dad in the very first episode. And we were watching it. And after about five minutes, I said, I hope this isn't the who done it. Cause we've already been told who done it. But fortunately <laughs> then walked out the room when she did it. And I was like, that's all right. We can carry on watching. No, but no, yeah, but it carries on even more from that episode two. So his wife's in episode two, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah, so uh, yeah, brilliant, oh, unbelievable program. That's uh, the best thing that's been on over Christmas because the rest of the television I thought was uh, uh, pretty appalling. But it, you haven't got Netflix. There's loads of new stuff on Netflix. People are going on about Bird Box and things like that, and various Charlie Brooker things that uh, you actually choose the ending or choose what you're watching. So we might get onto that after we finally get through Bake Off as well. So uh, which we're on to the episode with the person from Broadstairs is on, and oh, every wow. time she comes on the screen, I, I sing to my daughter. As she rolls her eyes, she's one of our own. She's one of our own. Your, poor, your poor, poor daughters. Yeah, she wants to meet today. So if we do, it's highly unlikely that Chandler ever listens to the Ken Non League podcast. But if you do wander the streets of Broadstairs, you may have two people running after you saying, hello, we watched you on the telly. Can we have a selfie? Yeah, that's Matt and his wife, rather than his. Yeah, no, 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 it would be, no, be my daughter. Not be the, the, my wife will be dying of embarrassment, but me and Megan would go and um, say hello. So if she does listen... To the uh, Ken Non League podcast, yeah, yeah, look out for us because we're going to be yeah, trying to find you soon. Excellent. Right, well, let's move on and talk about some football then, which is why she wouldn't be listening to uh, this week's Ken Non League podcast, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we will start in the National League and we'll start again um, with the derby on Saturday and uh, on New Year's. I've still lost track of days. On New Year's Day, which was Tuesday at the Gallagher Stadium, it looked like it was heading for a nil nil draw. And then five minutes from time, up popped Jamie Allen. And I'd imagine, Matt, you were very excited. Uh, in my role as uh, I've got a lot of res- time and respect for the people from Maidstone because they're really great people so um, I pumped the air with my fist under the desk when I was delighted because it knew what a um, big win it was for Dover I'm delighted for Jamie Allen uh, Maidstone started the game a little bit better Cassidy and Romain uh, they probably had more chances not any clear cut chance Maidstone but the better side in the first half but didn't get going in the second half and I think Dover deserved to win they had a couple of chances Effie Young we had one of those days. Um, and he hasn't done a fair play to him. Changed the tactics around, brought on the wide men and brought Jamie Allen. And he scored. Um, from a Dover point of view, it's been a good Christmas. Seven points out of, if you take that, from Boxing Day, seven points out of nine. Could have beaten Leighton Orient. Um, and they moved up. I think they're 18th now, aren't they? Something. I'm uh, moving up the lead table. So um, they're doing okay. Um, so it's been a good turnaround. For Maidstone, as we said last week on the pod, I think uh, they've got big decisions to make of what they're going to do. Do they stick with um, uh, Tristan Lewis and Simon Walton or go for an experienced manager? It really is. Because I don't think they've got the budget there to just ship out loads more players. But they've lost um, Shields, who's gone back to Ebbsfleet. They've lost Cassidy, who's gone back to Hartlepool. Swain's apparently gone as well. The squad's looking a little bit thin. And do they risk somebody coming in to to take it over and want to bring their own players in? But at the moment, they're in a bit of a hole. But Dover going in the right direction with my Dover head on, absolutely delighted, and I really hope Mason can sort it out as well. To be honest, I was uh, I was listening to uh, a bit of the sports hub on uh, on New Year's Day. Uh, having I've just been for a very long run, and I missed the entire games because I've been out that long running. Um, but I got back, and, and you said I'm sure I heard you say something like 17 points out of a possible 24 for Dover. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I look uh, looks on the on the. After the 1st of November, I think they played, well, so they had 20 points after eight games or something, eight points after 20 games. So they picked up, you know, 
20 points in eight games, which is absolutely fantastic. A really good turnaround. They're looking solid, two clean sheets, clean sheets on the spin. Um, and Anthony and Salo's done a really good job. The, the new players have done a, a good part, but people like Brundle and other players. Scott Doe's come in the last two games and look really good at the back. So, yeah, it's he's, he's turned it around, Anthony and Salo. And, you know, episode 60 in this podcast, John, I was probably down and out saying we were going down, but he, he's turned it around. We can't rest on the laurels. Some big games coming up, but again, the games are coming up against, against the side around them again coming up. So, uh, yeah. I'm a little bit more positive, which is which is what, which is a good way to start the new year, I suppose. Yeah, and uh, mate Stone, obviously you were there on on New Year's Day. What's the feeling that you've got? Are they going to stick with Lewis and Walton, or do you think they will look and get somewhere in? Uh, uh, you know, Lewis is always he's gone everywhere. Harry Wheeler's gone everywhere with him, so um, the fans seem a little bit happier because I don't think Harry Wheeler was the most popular man in the world, but. Uh, He's linked to, to Wheeler and as with Walton, who's brought him in before there. And I think Walton probably could have done with playing for Maidstone because I think, you know, he, he, he's a decent player and a good organiser. If it was me, I would probably say you've got to go down, get a new manager in and say to them, right, you've got 18 months here. If we're going down, you've got to try and get us back up. So um, work with what you've got. And then in the summer, if we go down, you can bring your, play- your own players in. They've got the basis of there. They've got... I haven't got a goal scorer and I haven't really got a creative part in midfield. So I do think some of Wheeler's signings and releasing of the players wasn't the greatest move. Um, and I think the board probably have to take a part of that as well. Um, giving him free hand, maybe he should have looked at it a little bit different. But for me, I think they have to go down to an experienced manager who knows this league and who they get out of it. I said before, Gary Hill, we see what he's doing for Ebsley, would have been a perfect a perfect type manager who um, knows his level and he works with players and can get a good result out of them but yeah I think they've got to do but will they or not I, I really don't know because um, they really need to pick up some points but I think experience whoever that may be I think they need to appoint it and it's, and it's a, big, a big appointment for them because they've gone through you know two managers already this season you know you think take Steve Watt and the other these guys this will be the fifth guy to take the managerial reins this season from Aston and we're only in the in the January, which is far too many for a club, but that's really been stable over the years. I'm looking at the fixtures, and you, you might think that they've probably got to think about making this appointment, really, because if they are going to make one, they're at Hartlepool on Saturday, possibly a bit of a free hit. Then they've got 10 days without a league game. They've got the FA Trophy, and then they've got a big game against Maidenhead on the 15th. Surely, if they're going to get a new manager in, they want to have him in for that game, because then they've got another home game straight off that against Dagenham and Redbridge before they go to Leighton Orient at the end of the month. But... If they are going to make a decision, and I'm, I'm with you, I think they should. I think they should be looking to get someone who can help them get get out of this, uh, you know, get out of the, the situation that they're in, because there is a potential there. But you would say maybe if they're going to make a decision, it's got to be the early part of next week. Yeah, I think Hartlepool's a tough game. They've changed their manager recently. Probably, you know, Cassidy playing for them. Cassidy's a good player. Is he a goal scorer? Probably not. Um, but he, he's a willing runner and will support other strikers. He's probably likely to score against Mason. That's how it works. So, yeah, yeah the, the trophies are a, a bit of a gimme. I don't think they know they're playing in the trophy yet because of the, because of the games coming up. Yeah, it, it, it's a big decision to make. Uh, we, we just see what sort of statements will be coming out from Mason from that point of view. But I think, um, yeah, as I say, we mentioned before, there's three... Maybe three names that you would think of: Kinnear, McMahon, maybe Joe Dunn, 
uh, with his links to Bill Williams and, and the county and maybe Joe Dunn who works with Academy can carry on that role as well anybody else Sammy Moore's doing a decent job for Concord Steve King at Welling um, who knows that level can get them out of it um, it'll be interesting to see but it, it's, it's a big decision to make for them yeah elsewhere in the National League on uh, on New Year's Day Bromley had a last gasp win over Sutton 2-1 um, thanks for a late goal from Jake Gibbon. I think it was his first touch as well and uh, today, Thursday, is the day that Bromley will find out about their FA Trophy um, future and if they have won this season. Um, the, apparently the club are at a personal hearing with the FA today and the decision will be made today and they're still waiting to find out. And then Sweet United. Apparently it's JJ Hooper, according to the non-league paper that I brought because we had a good result the weekend. Um, he was the player that, he's on loan from Grimsby and I don't know, a box wasn't hit or anything like that. And he didn't score in the initial game, so... But again, I, I've looked into um, previous things from this point of view. I don't think they'll replay it if they do. So it's either you're staying in or you're kicked out with a you're staying in with a fine or, or kicked out of competition. So um, it will be interesting to see on that one. Well, indeed, um, we need to talk about Ebbsfleet as well, Matt, because I've got the league table in front of me, and Ebbsfleet United are three points outside the playoff places. What a turnaround under Gary Hill! Yeah, as I mentioned. Gary Hill is a manager who um, who knows his level. You know, you think about the um, the issues. Woking were quite surprised they got rid of him, and I wouldn't have thought Woking would have been relegated if they'd had Gary Hill in charge. So uh, he's done a very good job um, scoring goals. They've got some excellent players in McDonald, Kedwell, Cheek, who I've always rated for some reason. Down my mind, didn't like to play him. Uh, scoring goals and they're scoring goals and defensively looking solid. And he's done a good job. Because he only brought one player in, which is Cody McDonald, and he's lost a lot of players from there. And you know, as you expect, some of their players have been linked to linked I see um, uh, Whiteley's been linked to Lane already, even though they've just bought Maguire Drew. Will they cash in on a few players? Absolutely, which gives Gary Hill maybe some money to strengthen the squad with players he knows as well. So yeah, good time to be an Ebbsfleet fan. Again, what will happen in the summer? What will happen in the summer? But I think he, he's doing a decent job. And with some of the sides are looking at the playoff spots, see so not having good form, Epsley could, you know, well force themselves into those playoff spots. And uh, fair play to Gary Hill. And yeah, I think uh, people some questioned it when he got the job ahead of Dar- when Dal Mar left, but I think um, that's been vindicated at the moment. Yeah, excellent results. Then they were they were uh, they beat EC three 0 on Saturday, and followed that up by completing a double over Braintree four uh, 0 Michael Cheek getting two of those goals at his former club in that game which is um, and Michael Cheek like you Matt I always rated him and um, it's good to see that he's um, starting to bang the goals in for Fleet Fleet go to Chesterfield on Saturday when Bromley are at home to AFC Fylde uh, Dover have a long trip up to face Wrexham and Maidstone have an even longer trip because they're going to Hartlepool and then on Tuesday night I'd imagine you've got your Dover FA Trophy replay and Bromley are at home to Wrexham on Tuesday night as well Oh, probably at home again. Uh, yeah, it's big, some big games coming up. Yeah, I'm not going to have them all to Louisville. I don't know what the weather's going to be like the next few weeks. I don't know it's going to be a bit colder, isn't it? So, um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a game. So, we don't know. David, I don't know. They could have 10 days off after that game, depends on how they um, approach it. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so, yeah, it's a good, well, good start for the year for some of our National League sides, apart from Maystone, but as we discussed earlier. Yes, indeed. Well, she'll move on now, actually. And we're going to, rather than just going through everything in, in chronological order, we're going to go down to the FA Vars, uh, which kicks off again on Saturday, again on the same weekend as the FA Cup. But it's the FA Vars third round proper this weekend. And uh, there are three Skeffel teams still in the hat, Cray Valley PM, Canterbury City and Beersted. All three are at home this week as well. 
Um, and on Saturday, Beersted are one of those teams at home to Abbey Rangers of the Combined Counties League. And I'm quite with Beersted manager Kev Stevens, and he's looking forward to this one. Yeah, yeah, really pleased. I mean, we've never won a never won in um, one of the qualifying rounds before to to be in the last thirty two. Is um, yeah, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Everyone at the clubs really excited and looking forward to it. Um, yeah, to be playing in the last thirty two, as I say, is uh, is great. Hopefully, some five o'clock Saturday afternoon, we can keep the run going and be in the last sixteen. Has anyone mentioned the W word yet? Um. <laughs> Between us coaches, I think we've we've done done it once or twice. Um, you got to dream a little bit, haven't you? So uh, yeah, but yeah, no, we haven't we haven't really spoke about it other than between us in a, one of our little meetings. So yeah, not not going to speak about it to the boys or to anyone else. And uh, Abbey Rangers on Saturday. Do you know much about them? Um, yeah, one, one of my coaches went and watched them last week, so we got a match report from that. Um, we spoke to Richard Stiles at Lawswood because they played him in the previous round and got got beat, I think, 5-0, which is a little worrying when you hear that scoreline because, you know, Lawswood are a decent side, but bad an off day that day, a really bad off day. Um, but yeah, so we, we've done our homework on them. Um, we know what to expect. Uh, yeah, with that in mind, yeah, we're, we're really confident. We've got a side that our boys have beaten. You know, New Haven, second or third in the combine in the Sussex League. Um, obviously, Beckham Town are doing well in our league. So we've 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 beaten some good teams along the way. So we know we're a match for anybody. And, and you're good at home as well, aren't you? Yeah, we've been really good at home this season. We had um, we lost first game of the season to Beckham, which I think I said to you before um, in a very previous conversation. We were much a better team, but we lost three two, and then we had a really bad off day again. To be fair, against a good Corinthian side um, midweek, they beat us up there. But yeah, other than that, we've uh, yeah, we've been we've been really really good at home. And, and so obviously, really... obviously, Abbey Rangers have had a good run away from home in the VAR, so it's a bit of a, a clash between two sides who will probably both fancy their chances. Then, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I think they've had they played every game away, haven't they? Um, they beaten again. They beaten some decent sides. Um, they, yeah, they're a little bit like us as well, doing our homework. I mean, they've we tend to score a, a few, but we let we let a few in, um, which we're trying to get a lot sharper and not doing. Um, but they're a bit like us. I think they're fifth in the Combined Counties League. Their goal average is, is zero. Um, so yeah, they let a few in. They score a few. So yeah, I think it'll be a should be a cracking game. Probably, probably plenty of goals. Hopefully, in our favour. Yeah, and obviously, you say you, you score a few, you concede a few. But in the league, you know, it's, it's it's pretty wide open at the top there, and you're just on the outskirts. You must still be thinking that you've still got a chance of doing something there as well. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, John, we we went down to K Sports local derby on last Saturday, and we lost two one. Um, and yeah, Chris has improved the side down there massively, K Sports, but. So the first 35, 40 minutes, we were we were really good and probably should have been out of sight. Um, so we yeah we feel we feel we got a really good side this year and if we 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 really believe we could go on a six seven eight game unbeaten run and I think like you said you're, you're just on the outside of it but they put they put you right back in it then so yeah we're, we're it's a tough league anyone can beat anyone as as is what's happening but if you can put a good run together and we're confident we could do that. Um, and yeah, who knows? Who knows?
And obviously the Vars as well. I guess you, if you draw, which you don't seem to do very often in the league, um, but if you draw a replay, at least it's not too far away to go because people have always said to me that the thing with the Vars is you need a bit of luck with the draw because you don't have to go miles away for a replay in midweek, do you? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, when we was um, when we went to extra time against Sting, I looked at I looked at the Andy and Billy, my two coaches, and went, "Oh my God, we don't want to be going down Sting on Tuesday night." I know it's sort of only hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes away, but it's still it's still a little trot on a Tuesday night. Um, the players having to get time off work, um, but yeah, Abby's a little bit closer. It's probably only about an hour, I think. Um, so yeah, if it did come to that. It's not the end of the world, but we yeah we've been really lucky with the draw so far. But obviously, only played Selzy away who are in the um, um, Sussex League Division Division One, aren't they? Yeah, so we've only played them away, which was a good trip. It was a good win. Um, coach trip, coach trip's always nice. A good bit of banter coming back and a few drinks because we'd won. Um, but yeah, it's not far to go, but hopefully, it won't come to the hat. It's good to see three Kent or three Scaffold teams still still in still in the competition at this stage. Well, and you're all at home as well. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, whilst we're talking about that, yeah, with Kevin, Kevin down at Cray and um, Ben at Canterbury, all the best on on Saturday, and I think Ben's playing on Sunday and at Canterbury. Um, but yeah, fantastic, and three three good sides. So uh, yeah, hopefully, come come Saturday afternoon, we'll um, all three of us could still be in it. And how important is it that people come along on Saturday and, and, and get behind your team? Because you, you, you pretty much promised me there's going to be some goals, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's massive. I think um, the last couple of games we've had in and around the 200 mark, I think, which is sort of maybe 120, 130 up on our average date. Um, so just that, those extra, that extra 120, 130 makes a massive difference. Um, the buzz is there. We've got um, 22. Boys from our under eleven, our two under eleven teams, their mascots on Saturday, so that's another that's great again. Um, but yeah, we, we need a crowd there on Saturday to um, push us along. It, has, it does make a massive difference, huge difference. And then obviously, it's, it, it's back to the league afterwards, and, and you'll be hoping that you can just keep pushing on for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, we got some, we got some tough games coming up. I think we play, um, we play Fisher, who are top, obviously. Uh, next week or the week after I think it is so that's going to be a tough one um, but uh, yeah as I said before we, we've got a decent side um, we've been we're just getting injuries back I think we've only got one player suspended this weekend so we're at full strength other than him um, so injuries are coming back at the right time so yeah we're, yeah, we're excited we think we can we, we honestly think we can win a few games and, and get in and amongst it so um, yeah things to look forward to hopefully um, Business manager there Matt, he's, he's pretty positive, and, and looking at their home record, he's got every right to be positive, hasn't he? Yeah, I've seen them. They've won seven out of their nine games, and you mentioned the two games they lost in the interview there. Yeah, I <coughs> don't, don't know anything about Abbey Range. Where is that base, John? They're somewhere in uh, in Surrey, I believe. So, I, uh, so it's not too I... far for them to come. So, and they've had some good results, and uh, as you say, away from home. But no, Beerstead, this is the last 32, so it's the 16, and then you. You mentioned the W word in the interview there that you, you've got to start to believe. And what was the, I think Ashford got maybe got to the quarterfinals a few years ago, but this is a good chance for some of our sides to go into the competition. I know you're convinced that one of the side, Kent sides could get to Wembley this year. I am. I, I really think it could happen. And, and the fact that all three are at home, you know, we could easily have three teams in the last sixteen come Monday night. And um, I think that's that's really interesting. I mean, it, Abbey Rangers, by the way, is near Chertsey in Surrey. So uh, not too far to go. No. Um, 
for them. And also, if it does, as we discussed with Kev, there go to a replay. Um, but no, it, it, it's it's magical the FA bars. I I, I love it, and that, that's kind of what annoys me about the FA Trophy is that it's not like this. But there, there are there are going to be teams in this competition. Well, there's 32 teams left. They're all in the depths of non-league. And let's face it, a lot of Premier League football fans will never have heard of half of these places. Two of the teams that are left in this competition will be playing at Wembley in May. It, it, it's fantastic. And you know, I really hope it could be one of the three Kent teams. I mean, um, so we've got... Uh, Beersted at home to Abbey Rangers on Saturday. Cray Valley are also at home to Baffins Milton Rovers on Saturday as well. I have to check that name every time I think of it, but that's correct. And then on Sunday, Canterbury are at home to uh, to Newport Pagnell Town, two o'clock. And there's no reason... In fact, I said it earlier, and it's the third round. It's actually the fourth round proper. So these teams have done so well to get this far. And when you get to the last 16, you've got to be dreaming, haven't you? Oh, there's absolutely you no know, reason why you can't. Um this competition that seems to start very early then it sort of tails off and then it kicks back on again so I think it's um, it's right um, for them to go through from that Canterbury Newport Pagno again that, you know my knowledge of some of these sides is not good but I think um, they've got a chance and why not well, it'll be fantastic for any of these clubs to get through to the next round because you can start to dream in it and it's a competition that goes a little bit under the radar because you know why the FA I know it's not gonna, it's not going to get a high profile but you know, you could have it on a different day to the uh, FA Cup third round for you to clubs to, you know, try and really boost it up as well. well. That's the only disappointment that the FA seems to, you know, treat it as not as a, a bigger tournament. Before. I mean, we know for the size of this level, it's a major tournament and what it can do for the clubs. Yeah, Newport Pagnell Town are 15th in the United Counties League. They finished third last year, um, but this year they're 15th with 23 points from 19 games. So Canterbury City will be thinking, well, do you know what, we've... We've got every chance here. I and, mean, you know, they're, they're in the same league as um, some great name teams as well, Matt. I'll just share a few with you. Uh, Kirby Muxlow, uh, the Northampton Owen Chenex, uh, Wellingborough Whitworth, and uh, where's the one that I saw right at the very start? Leicester Nirvana. They've got to come back to that. They must do. If they don't, then they should be expunged as a football club. Yeah, Yes. Oh, yeah. And Canterbury's home form, even though they're not playing at home, it's quite decent. So, and I'm sure Timmy Dixon will be and Ben Smith will be getting into their players there, what they can do. So, fingers crossed for that. I'll be looking out for that score on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a, a cracking weekend. I'm just going to look up Baffins Milton as well, just to see where they are. In the, they're in the Wessex League Premier Division. And uh, at the moment, you would find Baffins Milton Rovers in seventh place in that league with 28 points from 15 games. And Cray Valley PM, I think, People are saying they've got goals in them, so they're a team that can uh, can, can really go well. They're normally good so, away from home, though, aren't they? they? You know, they've picked up a lot of their points away from home, uh, Cray Valley. But of course, Kevin Lisby on fire. You know, I think got another hatchery the other week. Uh, they could uh, look to do some damage. Yeah, but fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, we can at least get two. Which would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, three would be even better. Well, three would be cool. Three, of course, would be great. But if, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we're still talking about the FA Vars next week. Well, exactly. Yeah, that that is the the, the dream, as as you would like to say. Um, in the Southern Counties East League itself, there were no games on on New Year's Day. Um, but looking back at the weekend results, uh, Fisher were two one winners at AFC Croydon, stayed top of the league. It was Canterbury one, Deal one, Chatham one, El Chavico by two goals to nil. Corinthian continued their great run of form with a two one win over Punjab. 
Tunbridge Wells are also in a great run of form and up to 16th in the table after a 2-1 win at Crowborough. Uh, Beckenham Town were 2-0 winners at Croydon. It was Glebe 3, Cray Valley 5. Uh, Hollands and Blair Neal, Sheffield United 2. K-Sports 2, Beersted 1. As we heard Kev say in that interview. And Brustle 1, Irith Town 1. So, um, still so up for grabs in that league. I mean, you've got nine points separating the top six who've played between 19 and 22 games. And then you've got Beersted who've played 19 games are only six points off, off being in six in, in sixth place themselves. So it's still wide yeah. open that league, isn't it? Yeah, look at the Cray Valley game. That was, some, that was an entertaining game. From the 62nd minute, there was one, two, three, four, five goals in 13 minutes. Then they scored, in all in all, seven goals in 21 minutes at uh, Cray Valley v uh, Glee, which, uh, Cray Valley 153 with Kevin Lisby with another hat-trick. That sounds an absolute cracker for the crowd of 78 watching that one. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, say there was only 78 people there to, to witness it. and uh, But some good crowds in that league. Uh, uh, Hollands and Blair get 205 against Sheppey United is, is very good. And uh, also 351 at Crover against Tunbridge Wells. So it's a, a big derby game there. Um, just have a quick rundown. The Division 1 results last week as well. Brighton Rope 6, Lewisham Borough 0. FC Elmstead 1, Sutton Fessick 2. Holmesdale 0, Irith and Belvedere 3. Kennington 3, Lidtown 3. Kempfield United 2, Stansfield 0. Phoenix Reserves 2, Meridian VP 1. And Snodland Town, who seem to have found some form under their new management, 3-0 winners over Greenway. So there, it's, 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 it's interesting in that division as well. Wellingtown not, not playing there. Uh, seven points clear at the top, though. And they, but they have played two games more than Bryden Ropes, who are second. The Snodland were bottom. They're now 16th. They've got climbed up two places. Um, obviously, the FA Vars is the main focus for the fixtures this weekend. But there are still league games as well, if you're in the area for any of these. AFC Croydon against K-Sports. Beckenham against Hollands and Blair. Chatham against Irith Town. Crowe Athletic against Corinthian, Croydon against Glebe, Deal Town against Fisher, Punjab United against Tunbridge Wells, Sheppey United against Lordswood, and then in the first division you've got Forest Hill Park against Rochester United, Greenways against Bryden Ropes, Kennington against FC Elmstead, Kent Football United against Snodland Town, Meridian against Erith and Belvedere, Phoenix Sports Reserves against Wellington, Sporting Club Thamesmead against Lidtown, Stansfield against Lewisham Borough and Sutton Athletic against Holmesdale. So plenty to whet your appetite there. Which one are you going to go to, Matt? Uh, no, no, but I think I'll look out for the Deal Town v Fisher game. Deal of um, Steve King, the uh, assistant manager there, he's picked up Deal Town this season. He's pleased how it's going on and got league leaders Fisher there. Interesting if Steel can put down a marker. That's a decent game, that one. Yeah, indeed. In the National League South, um, flip-flopping around a bit, uh, Dartford had their revenge in the derby. Uh, with a 1-0 win over Welling on uh, on Tuesday. Ronnie Vint grabbing that goal. A uh, brilliant save as well by the Welling goalkeeper that was uh, captured on social media, um, which I will retweet at some point. But a uh, really good save from him uh, in that game. But Dartford got a bit of the bragging rights back, but it's not a result that does Welling any favours, who are now sixth in that table, having been flying high. They're 13 points off the top now, unbelievably. Yeah, Woking and Woking, my favourites, and Torquay are doing uh, well in that. I think it's been a disappointing December, and wasn't it, really, for, for Welling? They had a couple of away games, didn't get it right. Their away form will be a concern for them, isn't it? If they're not picking up, they're picking up points at uh, Parkview Road, but away, it's been a little bit disappointing. Steve King on BBC Radio Kim wasn't particularly um, favourite about the, uh, the, the assistant referees in that game. But yeah, they need to turn it around. Well, and I see they brought Luke Rooney in as well. I didn't see that. Luke Rooney. We mentioned him on the pod a couple of times. Uh, would he turn up higher up the level? And he's joined for Welling, so 
we'll keep an eye out of him because you know he left the jewels to go somewhere. I can't remember where, but uh, he read, yeah, he, he was going to be the uh, next big thing, wasn't he? He was indeed, but it never really worked out for him. Um, interestingly, Dartford. A level on points with Welling on 38 points just outside the playoff places. And in between them is a team who've lost their last four games in a row, Matt. And that seems to be Billericay Town, who uh, I'd say all is not well at the new lodge. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, not much. You know, normally their social media goes pretty big on everything, but they've been pretty quiet as well. So um, I don't know what's going on if, if, if they're going to be sold, but that's gone all a bit quiet. But um, yeah, I'm sure maybe the, the bubble has burst there. So um, we'll keep an eye on that one as well, though. Yeah, and just finding that division. Did you see about the attendance at Truro against Torquay on New Year's Day? Yeah, yeah the, the 98% were the um, uh, Torquay fans, wasn't it? So, um, yeah. well, you know, good luck to Torquay, but, you know, they've gone down to a different level. Gary Johnson's turned it around. I know Truro played one game, I think, in the trophy game at their own ground. I don't know why they couldn't play it again, but, um, yeah, so uh, good, good, good away following in that game. I think they're trying to get back to Truro. Um, I, I think they're close to doing it, but they just aren't able to get it in time to do that so um, it, it's an interesting one for them because you know it's it's so out on a limb and I'm not surprised there's not many people travelling all that way to be honest because that is oh, it's, an absolute, it's an absolute trek that is um, well, we always go down on holiday that way I always think oh Dover, Dover at Torquay we could come down for Butte and watch the game we'll go to there but you, you're still looking about two hours from there and, it, and then the roads aren't, aren't the greatest so yeah fair play to the 98 Truro fans who went through the home and uh, from that point of view, I don't know if Torquay took the home end or the away end on that one, but <laughs> obviously they treat it as a normal home game, I suppose. I would imagine so. Right, into the Isthmian League Premier Division, where the derby on New Year's Day was won by Folkestone and Victor. One goal, an early goal from Johan to Horst, enough for Invicta to win that game. And that keeps them sixth in the table. Um, they are the, the leading Kent team again at the moment. They have got 35 points in 23 games. Three in front of Tunbridge Angels, who played the game less. And Margate are down on 27 points, down to 17th in the table. Seven wins so far for Margate this season. Um, it's not going too well for them, is it? No, I speak to the Margate fan. I, I speak to here. There's definite um, doom and gloom at Margate. Um, he said, is the manager going to be um, uh, under pressure? Well, he said that Steve Brown's on the board, so he's, he's unlikely to sack himself. But there is definite signs of disappointment at Margate at the moment. I don't know how they're going to turn this around. They don't seem to be played many games, a few injury problems. Yeah, it's just 2019 hasn't started particularly well. It's all doom and gloom. And he's picked up some points, Margate. They've got Worthing on Saturday. And Worthing are arguably one of the better sides in this division. So it'd be good to get a result in front of the home faithful just to quell a bit of dis the, dis well, the, the unrest that's happening there. I think I've read somewhere that they've won four of their last 21 games or something like that. I don't think... That's quite right, but they've been in a... a it, it does seem that they, they did all right at the start of the season, but they have been on a real rough trot, haven't they? Yeah, I don't know why. It's, it seems it just doesn't really worked out for them. We've got no reason why that's the case, to be honest. You know, they've got a good squad there, arguably two good managers, but just not... Maybe the off-field problems are a concern as well, but uh, yeah, not good stuff for them, really. No, um, this weekend, as you've already mentioned, it is Margate against Worthing. Tumbridge Angels are back in action as they host Brighton Sea Regent and folks in Victor aren't too far from me actually as they go up to play uh, Burgess Hill Town away from home. Burgess Hill are third from bottom. They've already played twice this season, but haven't they? Folks in Burgess Hill. Uh, I think Burgess Hill knocked folks out, did they, in the FA Trophy? They did indeed. Yeah. A cup, didn't they? Put the FA Cup, didn't they? They got the trophy as well. No, I think it was just. I think it was the FA Cup. I know it was one of the two because I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. playing. Um, I think the Burgess Hill's ground. Yeah, it's like in a, a game. 
we've seen these things that you know, I think about Margate being on a, you know, a place we can build some houses. That's right in the middle of it as well. <laughs> but they're very friendly people down there. Yeah, I've not made the trip myself, I must admit, but. Uh... Um, Likewise, commuter. We put a bit of money down there, Burgess Hill, wasn't there? So, prime commuter I think, into London. So, some nice houses there as well. And one of my former colleagues at the uh, at the papers, a man who many Kent fans will be familiar with, Lee Wilmots. He's a resident of Burgess Hill. Well, that's, that's why I actually met him there at the game. Yeah, I remember that. He was. Um, he came to that one when he was in the cup, and I remember. Yeah, it's been that's probably the last time I see him. If he listens in, I hope he's well. A disappointing for both of you, I'd imagine, to bump into each other <laughs> in Burgess Hill. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Of course, spending time with me has always been a disappointment for some people. Yeah, tell me about it. See you Monday. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> into the Bostic League South East Division, um, where, of course, we've not had many games to shout about. Uh, Cray Wanderers' lead at the top is now eight points. Um, they've still only lost once so far this season. From their 18 games, they have got 45 points. Um, I'm just going to look back at the results. I don't. There was no game. Yeah, there wasn't many games, was there? So it's very difficult to catch up. One game. One game concerning us on uh, New Year's Day, which was Ashford United nil, Hastings United two. Hastings are second in that league now. Um, And looking further back, we did have a game on Sunday, which was won by VCD Athletic two nil at Phoenix Sports. And on Saturday, there were a smattering of fixtures as well. Um, High Town getting back on track by beating Whitstable 2-0. Nine-man Whitstable. Ramsgate getting their first win under Nick Davis, a 1-0 win over Faversham. Uh, Cray Wanderers left it late, but Nick to 1-0 win at Sevenoaks. And Herm Bay with 3-2 winners at uh, Sittingbourne, having trailed 2-0 in that game and winning winning it thanks to a late goal from Connor Wilkins. So Herm Bay, I think they may have turned the corner, Matt. They're still... Effectively bottom of the league, but they're now they're two points behind Faversham and, and Greenwich Borough, and City Morn are only a further point in front of them. But home base home form is what needs fixing because they've still lost lost eight one one at home. Yeah, but they score goals and can see goals, but you know, early two 0 down against City Morn, I feared for them a little bit, but that's a great result. So, you know, no, I think they're going in the right direction. The players are coming in, uh, Darlington and Embry. And, uh, Embry Sun seems to be banging in the goals. Yeah, well, we need we need some of those sides to move off near the bottom. We don't want Faversham going back into the uh, scaffold, do they? So um, we could do with some of our sides turning the corner because it seems that consistency is a problem for a lot of them. Yeah, and obviously we don't we don't know what's going to happen with relegation there because obviously Thamesmead have have lost. Oh, of their course, yeah, so at that level, exactly. so we shall find out. They probably haven't, thought, haven't even thought about that. The FA have they? To be honest, no, of course they haven't. They don't give a monkeys about that. Um, looking at the fixtures this weekend, uh, Faversham against Horsham. Uh, on Saturday, Hastings against Sittingbourne, tough game for out of sorts Sittingbourne. Ramsgate are away to Haywards Heath. It's Herne Bay against Seven Oaks. BCD against Ashford. Whitstable are at home to East Grinstead Town. Uh, no games for our teams on Tuesday next week, which is always nice for teams at that level. For this, oh, and there was also a game on Sunday as well, which I was aware of. Uh, it's Cray Wanderers against Three Bridges on Sunday. Obviously, they have to play on a Sunday to avoid a clash with Bromley, who are at home. We're pretty much at the halfway point now of the Bostic League South East. And, you know, I'm looking at the league table here and, and it's, it's so tight as always. You've got Cray Wanderers top. OK, they're a long way top. Hastings are five points clear of third place. But after that, you've got three teams on 32, none of them from Kent. Two teams on 30, two of them from Kent. And then you've got VCD Athletic behind, just two points behind them. So the playoff places are really up for grabs for anyone in this league, aren't they? Yeah, Ashford have turned it around. Some of the Rhinos are in a decent job. I think they lost the weekend. But um, Hyde are the ones who've dropped out. Because Hyde, we thought at one stage, could be challenging for the title from there. So, yeah, it seems to be... Uh, yeah, anything can happen. You know, Tommy Warlow effect. A lot of games left to play in this division. 
how many games do they play now? 36, probably, is it? The Thames League game. I presume the results have been expunged from everybody who got the results there. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's still one for me there, but you know, I'm a bit concerned at the bottom with Herne Bay, Grave, you know, the bottom four and the bottom being all uh, our Kent sides. At the moment, not looking too good about it. So, um, yeah, Guernsey, well, Guernsey, you're not, not playing particularly well, but yeah, you've got to be concerned if you're a Favisham supporter as well. You know, waveform's not particularly good. I'm sure Herne Bay can get out of the hole you know, if they can quell the, the, the goals going at the other end. Indeed, I've just also been looking around the Isthmian League website while I've been while we've been chatting as well. And there was a game on Saturday, Matt. I don't know if you've heard about this uh, between Hanwell Town and Hayes and Yedding United. Have you heard about this one? Was it nine 0 wasn't it? Nine one, nine one, nine one. Yeah, yeah. To the away side. Yeah, I was going to say to you because you look at Hayes and Yedding's goals; they're averaging like four goals a game or something ridiculous. Yeah, they've scored sixty nine goals in. 16 games they've only conceded 16 they have a goal difference of plus 53 after 16 games they're two points clear with three games in hand at the top as well I think um, I mean looking at their, uh, their Elliot Benyon was among the scorers yeah, he's a, he's a win. so he's obviously uh, still still got a little bit about him because he's a, a, a very, was once a very highly rated player yeah, yeah, yeah he was going to Marbe at one stage under Nicky um... Ball Nicky Ball, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that it was nine-one, and I looked at the paper and sixty-nine goals in sixteen games. That is good going, to be fair. Um, the Hamwell aren't that bad, really. They they conceded twenty-six goals in nineteen games. They've actually been absolutely pummeling there. So yeah, somebody else got a hat trick in that game. I think it's sort of an old name, but yeah, you know, I don't know if they're back in Hayes. They're not from there, but you know, ex-national league side. But um, entertainment is sporting them this season. In, well, it's certainly never dull, and and I suppose that's that's the beauty of non-league football because there's very few places where where supporting your team is dull. I guess I guess maybe at the moment Margate fans may disagree with us, but it's it's hard to find a, a dull old time in non-league football, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, I was, I was looking at the goal. I wonder. I, I, I saw that the results they've had six, five, four. You know, they've considered they've scored 16, 20 goals in the last three games. <laughs> Brilliant. So. So yeah, great, great times, great times to be a Hayes and Yedding fan. Indeed, I always remember Hayes and Yedding. I went to there when uh, Dover played there. I used to go to Hayes because they had a pub called the Warpack, and it was one of those. I don't know if you'll, you know, you'll probably be more educated than I, John. But you used to go to this bar, put fifty p in a pot, and basically ladies took their clothes off. So it was always a great away day from that. So I haven't got any ladies listening, so I wouldn't be there. But that was always a great away day. And I always remember when Dover played there as well. When Keith Scott, remember the striker Keith Scott? Yeah. Dover had a late goal allowed, and his wife ran on the pitch to remonstrate with the referee. So, uh, always good times at uh, Hayes and Yedding, yeah. But the Wallpower, I don't know, he's probably not there anymore, but it was amazing that everybody used to go to Hayes and Yedding, or Hayes away, because of the Wallpack part. Well, there you go, fantastic. I remember. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That was my younger days when I was not married and things like that. Well, indeed. Also, uh, just very quickly, you see that uh, Mark, uh, Hyde have been very busy bringing in some new signings as well. We heard that they brought in. Um, in fact, they brought in they brought in loads, but they obviously signed um, Henry Newcomb a couple of weeks ago. They've also signed Nassim Dukali recently, who was at, at Thamesmead. And also, just seeing that uh, in the last couple of days, they've also gone and signed uh, experienced defender uh, Ollie Rowe, formerly of Hastings um, and Lewis and Eastbourne. So he's making the trip um, up there. He was at Ashford at the start of this season. Um, so um, they're, they're, he's trying to turn it around, Sam Denley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know really what's gone on too much there. The players are not really working out for me, and he's gone in, got more experienced players if he can get out of it. But when he came in, he had that new manager bounce. So um, 
I'm hoping that maybe the new year will start again because normally they're a side that does come strong in the second half of the season. Indeed. Right, well, that is pretty much it for me, Kent on Lee podcast this week. Um, I'd just like to say massive good luck to all three Scaffold teams uh, in the FA uh, tr- Vars this weekend. And we really hope that come Monday we've still got some left. And if you are perhaps a manager of one of those teams and you've not been on this week's Kent Only podcast and perhaps you are from Canterbury City and you win, maybe be by your phone on Monday night. Um, just a hint for you. But yeah, we, we are back on our, on the air on Monday night. Um, I hope I can remember how to do the buttons, Matt. It's been so long since I've done it. Well, it's a month gone, isn't it, yeah, from that. So yeah, we're back on on Monday. So... Um... Yeah. Good to see you, mate, and uh, I look forward to you constantly saying Happy New Year to me. Exactly, I've, and obviously we'll be saying it on the air to everyone as well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> clearly. I'll um, probably go through the same story I did about the Happy New Year, how long you take, really. Yeah, exactly. So uh, maybe yeah. close your ears for that bit, but listen to the rest. It's mm. going to be a good show. Uh, hopefully our, our guests will all come through, and it should be a, a, a very, very... Yeah, it should be. A, a, I'm glad to confirm, well, confirm that the guest, uh, well, our main guest, will be Jay Saunders, so um, he's keen to come. So uh, we're interested in seeing if you're a Maystay United fan. Maybe you should see what his views on that are at the moment. Exactly, that would be va- fascinating listening. So that's BBC Radio Kent uh, on Monday night from nine o'clock till ten o'clock, ninety-six point seven and one hundred four point two FM DAB, Freeview Channel seven one nine, and now the BBC Sounds app, as I think it says on the wall. Is that right? Boom, John. That's great work. Absolutely nailed it. And uh, for once, I wasn't rushing against the pips to say it, yeah. um, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. Uh, as always, we're on social media at Kent. NL podcast on Twitter and on Facebook at Kent Non League. Uh, if anything's going on at your clubs that you'd like us to talk about, please let us know. Uh, if Matt Gerard dies, we'll also well, pass I'm on. Just, I'm just, I was done plugging my laptop, you know, under the table, just whack my head against it. So that was that. And I've just dropped the lead on the floor. So yeah, absolutely. I'm still alright. Still, I've got a bit of a cough though. So. Um, that's <coughs> a bit of a cough yeah so I'm still struggling a bit with that excellent well yeah thanks to everyone for listening and uh, we'll be back with you next week on Wednesday we'll, tr- we'll do it on Wednesday next week Matt yeah yeah no worries yeah no problem at all Actually, no, we won't because I'm busy on Wednesday. Um, so we won't be doing it on Wednesday, but we'll find some time to be with you uh, next week on your Kent non podcast. But thanks for listening and we shall speak to you all next week. You'll love Luther, mate. Absolutely love him. Top draw, but don't sell your fridge on eBay. <laughs>